Oh yeah, Spence. I'm so stoked to be back once again to share those Ventura vibes. As you know, we're always searching for that tasty food, the righteous waves, and all that fun stuff going across the 805. We're going to take that 30 to 45 minutes to talk about our journalistic point of view and all the cool and exciting things that have happened over the city of Ventura and the county the last week. How you feeling, Spence? Feeling great. I love the guests that we have today. I've known Jim for, uh, for quite some time now, done a little work helping him out with his great endeavors in the community. Can't wait to speak with Jim Duran. Oh, I know. Before Jim gets in here, let's talk about that heat wave that finally passed through. I'm so glad to see you survived, and my dogs are doing okay. Yeah, I, I did the 113 degrees out in Fillmore, and since I used to be a tough guy when I was a little kid and I walked around barefoot everywhere, <laughs> I did the walk to the mailbox when it was 113 out barefoot on the asphalt, and it's about 50 yards from the house. When I was walking back when I was about 10 feet from the home, you could smell a little bit of the Spence foot cooking. It was hot. It wasn't bacon. That was the Spence That cooking. was the Spence. You uh, must have been skipping and yipping. Bottom of the feet. I know you have to walk just like Anthony <laughs> Robbins walking the coals. I was there. So uh, I endured the heat like everybody else. You know, the rule is get to Ventura, get to the beach communities, chill podcast comes out every friday we appreciate everyone listening and to all of our sponsors out there we'll get into our fun segment a little bit arsenal comics and turn music hall and the real estate company always coming in hot and it's been a fun time and today's guest spence you know i normally use the word excited but i was thinking about before i came in i'm more excited and i'm more enthralled by this because you're bringing in a man that has the pulse of the community like the person who is deemed to be almost the face of philanthropy and he's taking his time now to come in here to share this new passion to accept more from the community and run for city council and so the man the myth the legend of Ventura himself Jim Duran is in studio Jim how you doing I'm doing incredible thanks so much for asking how are you I'm doing good and me and Spence talk about you a lot in this on the radio and in our conversations every day but the big news right now in the forefront is you've put your name in the hat in district six to be a city council member that's correct i i uh, really felt uh, it was time it was time to do that and what was at that time that kind of pushed you from that from being uh you're a pastor at a church you know leadership there you have a non-profit tender life maternity home on thompson boulevard across the street from spencer mckenzie's one of our great uh, sponsors and friends too so we know the church we've got the nonprofit. We've got all the other family fun life that we know that goes along with the 805. What was it that right now made you feel that it was time to go to the next level in leadership? Well, you know, there were several things. Um, a, a lot of it had to do with what's going on today. You know, what's going on with the lack of affordable housing for, I, I have six kids. I have six kids and a fourth grandchild on the way. And I'm looking at where are they going to live? Where, they can't afford to build a house. I mean, you look, or they can't afford to buy a house right now. And yet when I was a kid growing up, um, a plumber could buy a house, right? And well, my son's a plumber right now, and he's married, and he lives with my other son, who's a manager at Whole Foods. And they, they live together because they can't afford to get a place right. They can't afford to buy a home right now. Sure. So I'm looking at that. I'm going, you know, something has to be done in this area. Um, something has to be done with our, our economy. I mean, I, I look at how incredible, you know, our community is. But when I look around and in particular, like district six, but other areas where you look at and you say, well, wait a minute, are, are we doing the best that we can to uh, attract businesses to our community to pay those jobs that are higher paying jobs? And you look around and I go, gosh, no, as a matter of fact, it's difficult a lot of times to get a business here. Um, I, I, I want to be able to, to the barriers 
that businesses have to go through in order to, to establish a business here. I want to be able to eliminate some of those so we can get the, attract those higher paying companies, those ones that will pay livable wages to our families. Understandable wanting to get that family with six kids and wanting to have them stay close. We've had a lot of people talking about, you know, what states, Idaho, Texas, Tennessee, Florida, right? Spence, like, how do we keep them home to learn about what got you to step up? Because we have the same dream with you, Spence, right? The kids want to stay. Everybody wants to stay here. Yeah. You know, this is a spectacular place. And uh, what you're talking about is for people who've lived here, like Spencer, you, you were here as a youngster, you're... Uh, granddad brand the business, Norrance Market. Yes, sir. And I was sort of in the same thing. And what Jim was talking about, it's interesting to look at what happened. It always seemed tough to buy a house. But when my dad bought his house, he was an accountant, worked uh, with Jans Corporation and TO and also Westlake Water. What was his house payment that I remember in 1974? He bought the house in 62. His house payment was $125 a month. He was going through a difficult time and he wanted to reassure the kids. And he says, don't worry. We're at the point here where I could get any job. Your mom could get like a job and we can afford the house. Mm -hmm. So don't worry. We're okay. That's not true anymore. Right. It is so out of balance. And I'm a capitalist. I appreciate people making money. I appreciate things. But it's not just the it's the affordability that's gone crazy. Right. And we want to keep quality of life. Absolutely. I mean. And you talk about, well, you know, we have all these programs for inclusionary housing, but, you know, the reality is a, a, a place just got built, right? 45 units. And they said, yeah, we're going to do 10% inclusionary housing. That's four units, right? Four units of inclusionary housing, which basically, you know, you're looking at um, moderate. There's two moderate, which is just below market rate. And then there's a, a very low income and a low income. But, you know, I don't know if you know this or not, but... In that new area, those a two bedroom, two bath apartment to rent is four thousand dollars. Yeah, four thousand bucks. That's rent. That's wow. rent. Mm-hmm. Wow. But you know, you, and and I look at the same thing you you do, Spence. My dad, he worked at Las Palmas, which was a manufacturing plant on the avenue, and which is no longer there. There's a they built a once again inclusionary housing model over where that factory was. Yeah. So a lot, of, a lot of jobs lost. Anyway, my father, he worked there since I was a year old. I've been here my whole life. He bought his house when I was one year old for $8,500 on the avenue, two bedroom, one bath, a 50 by 150 lot, right? And I, I remember going, Dad, you, you only paid $8,500 for your house in 1961? He says, no, it was 12000 with interest. I go, okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> But so that's so, you know, that the housing situation, the the business, the economy, we want a strong economy. Right. And um, but, you know, the number one issue I I see is is homelessness in our city. And I've been involved with homelessness for a couple of decades now. And, you know, I I manage the uh, city center transitional living, which is a facility. It's for families that have kids that are 12 and under. And so if you're homeless and you're a family you don't have to be married, single, single dad, single moms. Here's the thing. You have to be willing to be off of drugs and alcohol for six months, and then, and then you can come into our program. Mm. But what we do with you is we, we give you services. We, we help you. We, we come alongside of you. We give you um, 
a, a case manager that will meet with you every single week to make sure your goals are on track. We'll, we'll give you a therapist if you need it. Because a lot of people that have been through homelessness have been through terrible trauma. And so we'll give, you a, we'll give you that. We'll give you a mentor. We'll give you somebody from the community who's been successful and made it, and they get to wa- walk alongside of you and kind of just say, hey, good idea, not so good idea. Let's think about this and walk through life. And we have a pastor on staff, so if you have some spiritual issues that you're dealing with or things you need prayer for, you can go, you can go there. I mean, you, you get people that say, hey, if you're willing to do this, we're going to come alongside of you. And I'll tell you, when they come in, they have to be they have to get a job if they don't have one. And so you get a job, full time employment, and then you uh, get reliable transportation. Most of them don't have a car, so we work on how do we get a car. Uh, you have twenty percent of everything that you earn go into a savings account. We look at your debt and we say, okay, we need to get you out of debt. So we start working on that, and then. We, our goal is to get you off of all government funding. So when you graduate our program, you have no debt, you have a savings account, you're off of government funding, you have a job and you have reliable transportation and now you can go out into the world and you could uh, be a, a contributor instead of a taker. Jim Duran in studio talking about some of the motivations and the current structure of programs that he's been implementing in the city of Ventura and how those experiences can fit well possibly in District in District 6 and for city council if you want to get him his vote coming up in the city council race. It's been good to see how Jim so flows naturally into your motivations. That's so nice, Jim, because on this podcast, we talked a little bit about your motivations and your agenda. We'll get into that a little bit, how you can, what you, what you can do in the future in your new role for city council when you get there and how you can kind of implement the affordable housing, the good jobs that you want to create, and also the homelessness situation because we got from city council this last week, we got new two new police officers coming in. So it's definitely a multifaceted approach to this homelessness that I know that you know in depth with, and we can't solve in this podcast either, folks. We'll know that for sure. So we'll hit some of the good points and some of the home runs as the quick hitters in this podcast. But Jim, give us a little bit about your upbringing. Uh, we love to know on Ventura Forward where your stoke came from. We, yeah. A stoke for here is like your passion, your internal fire. You know, we can see your fire similar to mine in the community from a far distance because we burn hot naturally. Mm-hmm. But what? We, but Ventura Forward in this podcast likes to find out about the coals. You know, the depth, Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe a little bit about, you mentioned your father growing up. I would love to get back to maybe your grandparents. Mm -hmm. When did you get into the county from your family? When did you grow up? Maybe a little high school. So start off, when did your family first come to the county? Well, actually, my uh, grandparents came here from Sinapara, Michoacan, from Mexico. And they were, you know, where uh, Canarga Larga Ranch is off of Highway 33. Mm -hmm. They ended up there and they lived in a uh, two bedroom, one bath little house, farmhouse, with uh, eight kids and, and grandma and grandpa, right? What year are we talking about? Oh, we're talking in the, I guess it was the uh, 30s, or the early 30s. Early 30s, okay. Yeah. And um, so here they come, and they're, and they're field workers, and they're picking walnuts, and they're picking apricots. They're up they're, from the El Camino Trail. They're yeah, coming it, all the way up. Yeah, it's, it's so awesome. And, and so then finally, you know, what happens is, uh, the, the kids start to grow up and they start to get jobs and they help mom and dad get a house. And so they end up getting a house on Sunnyway Drive uh, right there on the avenue. So I grew up, my, my mom and dad split up when I was in the first grade. Hmm. And uh, my, my mom lived, uh, moved to Montalvo where her parents were. Hmm. And my dad stayed on the avenue in the house that he bought which was right across the street from my grandmother. So guess who raised me? My grandmother raised me. So I was the first 
uh, of her of at that time her 21 grandchildren uh, to speak Spanish. She she taught me fluent Spanish, so I was raised in that home learning how to make tortillas. You know the whole the whole bit. And on the avenue, on the avenue. What elementary school did you go to? I I first went to E.P. Foster was my kid, where I went to kindergarten, and then I went to Holy Cross School at the Mission for eight years. My my uncle Conrad was a janitor there, and so what would happen is I I. My mom, when I, when my mom and dad first split up, I lived with my mom in Montalvo. She, she'd get me up at, I don't know, dark, right? She'd get me up, and we'd drive. We'd, we'd come down Crawley Avenue. We'd go down to Bristol and take Bristol all the way down because it didn't connect to the freeway back then. Uh-huh. You'd have to take Bristol all the way down to Victoria um, and then get on the freeway at Victoria because it didn't Johnson Drive didn't exist. It was Got a it. big field. So then she dropped me off at my Uncle Conrad's house and my Aunt Marina's house, and there is where I would have breakfast with them. I'd have oatmeal or cream of wheat. And, and a cup of coffee every single day with cream and sugar. And people thought I had ADD. I, I just I just had a caffeine deal, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and so I, they would take me to Holy Cross School, and I'd, I'd go to school and then come back. And it, it was a, an awesome thing. I was there for eight years and grew up with the same kids, you know, for the most part for those eight years. But then um, I ended up, when my grandmother died, because she raised me uh, from fifth grade on, mm-hmm. when she passed away in 1974, uh, it was like, okay, who's going to take Jimmy? And, you know, Jimmy was the only one from uh, divorced parents. Everybody else had, you know, pretty healthy families. Were you an only child at this point? I was the Jim? only child at that point. And your father was in what lineage of the eight? What, where, where was he in the middle? Or he, yeah, he was actually um, the third from the bottom. So he was the he was the fifth one. Uh, and the last name. So the Durans are all throughout town. And yeah. you're from the family. Similar to me, I'll let you know my parents got divorced at a young age. Yeah. I was from a notorious family in this town. You know, it was my grandparents had the store. My mom and dad were Lollapalooza all over town, you know. And not yeah. say that your parents were all take that stuff, but understand that thing. So when you turn, when grandma passed away, yeah. and you were in a freshman or a sophomore in high school and that's going on? Yeah, I just, I, I just, a uh, freshman. I was just barely. Where were you? In. What high school were you going I to? I went to St. Bonaventure for a year and a half okay. before I went to Ventura High School and graduated from Ventura High School. Uh, graduated as a cougar, played football, uh, basketball. It was it was. What year was that? Experience. I graduated in 1978. 78. Yeah, and so when I when I let was what happened was my grandmother passed away, and then my uncle Billy, who's my godfather, who's like a dad to me, him and my aunt Suzanne, they actually uh, said, you know, come live with us. Well, with that came uh, Deanne and Michael, who were became my brother and sister. Like today, they're they're my brother and sister. Nice and. Uh, so I lived with them through high school. I was at St. Bonaventure, and then I, I got this thing. I thought, I don't want to go to St. Bonaventure anymore. I, you know, they, their football program at that time, mm-hmm. their football program wasn't that good. I had a girlfriend that I just broke up with, and I didn't want to be around her anymore. Mm-hmm. And I, said, I went to my uncle, and I said, <laughs> I said, hey, is there any way I could just go to Ventura High, save you guys a bunch of money because you have to pay tuition at St. Bonaventure? Right. He said, sure. And they were awesome. They became part of the booster club. They were, you know, I, I went out for football. It was just a wonderful experience at Ventura High. I'm really proud to graduate as a cougar. And, uh, and Did you know you got a rock'em, sock'em football player over here, Spence? <laughs> Did not know that. Uh-huh, and that's what Ventura Forge bringing you the good. Here you thought some tender life guy. He's, what, what position were you playing in high school? Actually, I played center. I was the, I Look I at him right the there in the middle of it. I was, a, I was the smallest guy in all of Channel League. I, I, <laughs> I, I weighed, okay, I, had, I weighed, uh, I was 5'6", and I weighed 136 pounds. But I put in the program that I weighed 166. I didn't want to look too little, right? <laughs> and so, but these guys next to me were all 180, 200. Yeah. You know, the big, Football big, was big, that yeah. Guy was yeah. big. Yeah, yeah. And uh, 220, one of our guys was. But uh, it, it's cool because I was. You had to think, right? I was small, so I had to figure out how I was going to block these big guys, get them out of the play. 
But um, because I was small and I was quick and I could think, um, I developed strategies and I ended up getting the highest blocking percentage on the team of over 80%. I actually was an honorable mention for Channel League in, uh, as, as a 136-pound center. So it was fun. Wow. I like that. That's a that's a good story there as you give us an understanding of how you grew up. And what was good about it, Spence, is you hear the reference from District 6. You know, that love for Montavo. Knowing the Montavo culture in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and now, Jim, you're wanting to run and represent Montavo. That's right. I mean, that's got to feel good because... I know you in that heart too, where you're not one who wants to divide this town. Right. And we know that the districts was something that the state put down for different reasons. We were never divided, but we already had our different cultures. Yeah. What is Ventrigo? Imagine Tennessee. Okay. Then take Tennessee, cut the top of the half of it off. That's our hillside. Mm -hmm. Now the bottom is this very long piece with the ocean and the coast. It's not north and south. It's actually east and west. Right. And so, but then we've almost had seven distinct neighborhoods. You know, for us, me growing up, it was Satakoy, yeah. Montava, Midtown, Downtown, Pierpont, the Avenue. So we already had it yeah. in the college area. But now Montavo, with respect to Lori Brown, hasn't been represented in my mind. Uh, I've watched a lot of the council meetings throughout the last few years. There's been no attention given to Montalvo yeah. or the word. Everyone just says Johnson Corridor. So let's get into it real fastly here as we talked about where you're going from. Maybe what, well, I'd love to hear about how you got your family and your wife soon because I know your wife is very special to you. But if we jump into the Montalvo love real fast with the listeners, what do you want to really instill and then enhance about Montalvo the most? You know what's incredible is that you said uh, they weren't getting a lot of love, but boy, they're getting a lot of attention now because they're seeing all this space that they could do things with, right? Yeah. And, um, and is it the right thing to do? That's the question, right? Because you're talking about putting six-story um, uh, apartment complexes right in a residential neighborhood uh, next to homes that are going to take total sun from them. But it just doesn't look right in certain areas, sure. right? That's why the general plan process right now is so important and, and that's the, i'm trying to get the word out to the people that live in montavo that we need to hear their we need to hear them they people need to hear what they feel about living in this area but man i'll tell you it's been neglected montavo in my opinion has been neglected streets sidewalks horrible i agree know, horrible. completely and then you look at uh, i remember i was talking to someone the other day and they go yeah i really want to get my sidewalks repaired i said i'd really like to have sidewalks how about we just get sidewalks in montalvo yeah in certain areas and i know hey the community uh the community council montalvo community council they did an excellent job working with the city to get a grant to put sidewalks in for the kids that walk to school I, i'm i'm like thrilled they did an awesome job with that but that's what we need more of we need a sidewalk over by that ice plant that that you walk to when you get to the uh, the train Ventura station. Road area. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's such a disaster. I agree completely. You know, you get off of um, Johnson Drive, and and man, that's uh, according to Mark Abbey, that's called demolition derby because you never know wh who's going to hit you. Oh, what's it's, it, right? It's, it's all, even the freeway how the three lanes merge yeah. right there. It's almost like everything gets dumped on Montavo. Right. It wasn't given that love. You know, we talk about. I mean, Toys R Us growing up was mm -hmm. a mecca for places. Sure I, I can shut my eyes and see the whole toy store. Yep. You know, the Carl's Jr. area. Did you hear that CHP wanted to come in about three mm -hmm. or four years ago and put one of their Western uh, Coast offices there? 
there. Yes. I thought that would have been possibly a good idea. Oh. And so we need a voice that channels that. Is that you, Mr. Durant? That's absolutely me. Let's go. Yeah. Imagine imagine if that CHP would have been there. I mean, um, I don't know. Homelessness situation, you think maybe would have went down a little bit? I would imagine yeah, so. Yeah, I would think so, too. The other thing, too, is that, you know, you're looking at... You're looking at um, just simple things like when you go to Silva's, right? When you're going to get gas, if you're if you're going down Ventura Boulevard and you go to get gas, that line is backed up all the way almost to the freeway. Yeah. So dangerous. So like, why can't we implement something so simple in Silva's, you know, like talking to them in Silva's where you, you, you come in, you drive around right. and then you drive out and then there is no line. You go all the way around the problem. There's just simple things open like that. Open dialogue. That's needed. It. Open dialogue. A representative from each area. There was a council meeting where Walden surfboards just closed down on Front Street because of vagrancy. Yep. And city Mac city goes, I hadn't heard about the vagrancy uptick on Front Street. Mm. It's like. What? Like, yeah. you know, and that's why it's important to have people that are out there in the community to be the eyes, the ones that have put themselves out there uh, to really know that pulse. And I think that's the first thing that I'm noticing with the elected. We've, we've elected Bill McReynolds. We've uh, we've interviewed Bill McReynolds, uh, Liz Campos and Helen Aloyan so far. Jamie, you're number four of the 10. We're trying to get in the studio. So thank you. But nobody's been to the height of the exposure that you've been to to make change, you know, and God bless Bill, the, the business he's been doing and, and, and what Liz has been doing with her advocacy. But to put yourself out there, I feel like you're in a different position than everybody else. Do you feel that way too? Well, I feel that I've been here. I've been in, involved in, you know, business. I've been involved with the homeless situation. I've been, I, I mean, I love this community. I, I lived on the Avenue. I ended up, I lived on Seaward. Like I lived on Harbor Boulevard mm -hmm. when it, for a while, right? And yeah. I lived on the East End on Cheshire. I lived on Winford Avenue. I, I live in Montel. I, I've lived in every part of our city. Mm -hmm. I even lived up uh, in Midtown. I lived up on uh, Calorama yeah. for, for a season, right? So like I know every part of the city. So I have a passion for it. So yes, I'm... There's a lot that needs to get done in District 6, but let's let's talk about the whole city because the reality is is we all need to communicate together to make sure that we're working together to 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 develop the things that are most important for our city to move forward to make every place a better place. But without a doubt, uh, District 6 has not had the attention that they they've needed to have. They haven't. Oh, I, I kid with Spence about the roads and the signs because there's one way you can tell two actually two factors it's this right here jim is if your signs have been changed from the green to the blue you know that your city your, your area has attention and if your roads have been repaved in the last 15 years drive around town now okay, okay. and do this yeah look at every street sign if you see the blue area you'll know that somebody in the city was involved in that neighborhood and then look at the street because i think it run like a 15 to 20 year thing if you're bumpy and you're green you know that you've been neglected Go look at the bird track. Yep. Go look at the Montavo track. It's all old roads and all green signs, sir. Well, look at Tangier uh, and Robin. Right there, I, I'm so I, I know that the Tangier and Robin, the sign's yeah. crooked. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, I, yeah. I know every sign in town. Okay, so I don't know if you've been, you know where the packing house is. Yeah. Okay, so this is the end of my district, right? Yeah, er, okay. Ermine, right? Sure. Okay. Drive down Ermine. When you get to the end of Ermine, um, look at what street you're on. You don't know. The letters have been, they're gone. They, dissipated off. Yeah. All, all completely off. Kim, right now, Kimball and Loma Vista, the same thing. Yeah. You know, and it's just funny to think about that. That's the attention we need. That's, you know, that's, that's exactly right. I want to come in and ask the tough questions to say, you know, do you have that attention to detail to put yourself out there to make change? Because there's council members right now who I'm going to say right now, Mayor Sofia Rubicava, just for me. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
you put yourself out there, and then if you don't respond, you don't answer emails, you don't respond. Right. You, you don't look good. Yeah. And you want people to look good. I yeah. want everyone to look good, win or lose. But and that's what the community is here for. Do you, Jim, you're telling me you got what it takes to respond to all those emails and those details? I do. I do. I got. I have a great team at our church, at the city center, at Tender Life, everywhere that I'm involved. I've talked to every board member. I've talked to all of our staff. I said, here's what's going on. I'm going to be gone this amount of time every single week. So you guys, and they said, we're on it, man. We want you to do this. We, we're behind you. And so, yeah, so I have time to awesome. uh, to, to, to make sure things get done. Uh, you know, it's funny. When I was in the restaurant industry back in in the in the 80s i remember my boss david shavar uh he walked me outside one time and he said he said what do you see and i said what do you mean what do i see he goes what do you see look at the bill what do you see and i see be specific i don't know what you're talking about he goes you don't see that burnt out light bulb you don't see that over there you don't see that over there i said well now that you mention it yes i do he goes in life you're gonna have to pay attention to details and if things aren't if you can't see these things you're not going to see anything you already start looking now and i thought man this is a good lesson life lesson so when you say, are you, can you see these things? Are you going to pay attention to the details? All the time. Let's go. Man, every time I walk through, every time I drive through, we just went to, uh, you know, across the street from the old movie theater? Yes, sir. There's a parking lot. Uh, it's, it was the overflow parking lot for the movie theater. And I was doing a ride along with a police officer. And I said, hey, can you take me to the area where you think is, you know, we, we have a lot of homeless in District 6. I wanted to see what, where he was going to take me. Yeah. So he takes me to this parking lot. And sure enough, we drive up. There's five cars. They're doing drugs. I, I'm assuming they're doing drugs because when we drove right. up, they all split right away, right? Yeah. And the, but the corners of those those lots were filled with with um, trash, beer bottles, syringes, a bed, right? So I got I got two things I'm thinking about. One of them is I got two churches here. I have a nonprofit organization. Giving here. out free food out the back door. Yes. Project Understanding is yes, right there. Right the there. river bottom is right there. Keep yes. going, Jim. I'm with you. And I'm going, why why are we not paying attention to this? Why aren't these churches and this organization not cleaning this place up? And why aren't we monitoring it? Listen, yes, at our church, when I when we moved into where what is now the River Community Church used to be called Horizon Foursquare Church, we moved in in November, November fourth, two thousand and twelve. Not week before we moved in. Man, we saw the same thing in our part, our third parking lot. And we, I said, no, 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 no more. We are going to make sure that we man this and we are going to take care of this. And man, I'll tell you, we don't have that problem anymore. Our parking lots are clean. Our lots are clean. We, uh, it's, but you got to pay attention to what you're doing and you got to come up with solutions. And so, you know, I, I, man, I, I work with our police chief, uh, you know, in particular, the um, police task force yeah. with Sergeant Ansamo yes, sir. and his team, man. Great group of guys, mm-hmm. and uh, so like working closely with them and, and talking about what we can do on in in District Six. I mean, I even talked to Kevin Clarice, and I said, "Hey, the the ambassador program that you have here in the parks, I want to talk to you about our our area. I want to talk about how can we get something in our district." So. 7-Eleven isn't a, a Victoria a ambassador. Place. I'm calling them the Victoria ambassador. There you go. To go up and down Victoria. Yes. To creep into Montavo. Yes. To have those bikes ride Victoria Boulevard. To I'm, have them ride Bristol. I'm Let's all go, about Jim. it. I'm all about it. Come on now, yeah. Spence. You feeling the love in this podcast? <laughs> I've been in Montavo for about 32 years. I've worked here. Uh, yeah. For 32 in this very building, 32 years. So I've seen it. I've been around it, and I've stepped over it. And that was here, and uh, we got to do something Let's about it. Let's get into our sponsors for the fun, because we're going to wrap it up sooner than later. We'll be here all day with great Jim Duran selling his motivations, agendas for the city of Ventura and how he shares the stoke. What's your favorite pizza, Jim? My favorite pizza is a pepperoni with uh, spinach. 
pepperoni. Oh, and get the first. Pizza chief. We're going to call the chief to see if we can get that. Now, when you're a having Popeye. your pizza. <laughs> he, he is kind of buff over here. Yeah. When's the last time you've been to a concert? Because the Ventura Music Hall has Josh Domingo and Alan Stone tonight. But when's the last time you've been to a live concert? Um, I was just at a concert. I actually went to Maverick City Music with Kirk Franklin just two months ago. And uh, was a great concert. But I'll tell you, uh, we, my wife and I went on a concert tour. But that was the last one we went to. And it was in, it was, uh, in August. Okay, great. I love that. He's getting out, Spence. He's, we should know that. He's getting out. And about. So, we have the Ventura Real Estate Company with Derek Turner, one of the coolest guys in town. You know Derek Turner? I do know Derek. He's DT. a great guy, yeah. Well, he always wants to know, and we're building the list, and you already on the list. It's the three coolest people in town. Who comes to your mind off the top of your head when you think, who are the three coolest people in town? And you can say why or why not. I think I'm sitting with a couple of them right now. Oh, oh, he did. There's a rule right now. You have to exclude the cool people in the room. Okay. Thank you, though. Yeah, absolutely. I I would say, uh, you know, I I really Stephanie Caldwell. I think is pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. She uh, she's out and about everywhere. Yeah, she is. I also I also think yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, I don't know what you know about Mike Tracy, but he's kind of a cool guy too. Mike Tracy, former mayor, Mike Tracy? Yes. Is he still doing stuff out former there? Former police chief, yeah. Police chief, too. One of yeah. the best, uh, when we used to interview the mayor here, he was one of the, by, well, he was the best guy, I'll just say he, flat out, in the city council, a great speaker, passionate. He spoke at uh, one of the events that we had for, yeah. uh, it, was it was a tender life, or it was yeah, at the city church. city center, I think. Yeah, it, it yeah. was city center. And the guy's not only a, a person who served the community, but glib in a wonderful way, I would be right there with Mike Tracy. You got good one guy. more for us, Jim? He's a good man. Yeah, I got one more for you, too. Um, uh, Matt Levere's. Matt Levere. Matt Levere's Supervisor good, yeah. Levere. Yeah. I think that's his second or third yeah, shot. Yeah, I do. Yeah, he, he gets him. He's I on. like it. Another guy that's on with us every Wednesday. Yes, Ben. Yeah. Look at this full circle. It happens. And let's full circle this podcast. Episode 24, Jim Durand. We're going to get wrapping up here with our sponsors, X5O. One more off the top of my head here, X5O. If you could enhance one small thing in our city, what would it be? It would be um, all ties together, communication, transparency, and accountability. We need leadership. Leadership. And that's so if you had one thing left to say on this podcast, it would be we need leadership. Yeah, we need leadership, and I'll tell you – that I'm the person who's going to be prepared for meetings. I'm the person who's going to make sure that we make wise decisions that are smart when it comes to growth and when it comes to how we deal with our money and how we spend our money. Um, I'm, I'm a doer and not just a talker. And so when we come up with solutions, we'll implement them. Montava District 6, have a representative ready to serve Jim Duran and the great things you're doing in the community. Spence, fun podcast. Absolutely. And I've been with Jim. He has led me into some... Uh, good work in the community with many, many people. So I appreciate Jim Duran. And um, if I, by being here 32 years, and I'm here more than I'm at my house, Yeah, I, I think I should get a vote. Yeah. yeah. I think I should. I deserve <laughs> yeah. a vote here. I've been here many, many years, and I've 
I spent a lot of time at this very building here at 2284 South We'll Victoria. work on a proxy for I Spence, think I and we'll get, get a something. football, and if you go nose and nose with the old Ventura High School <laughs> center over here, we'll give you a vote. Good? I think I should get a vote. He's going to get a vote. And, <laughs> and I'd be on the line with him, not against That's him. right. That's right. And we're going to see you at Ventura Music Hall tonight. Remember, if you need those tickets, always text us or DM us at Ventura Forward. It's been a great time for the podcast. Coming out on Fridays every week to Ray Fresco, the music boys from Ventura, always bringing that great song for us every day for our anthem. Until next time, let's go!